0: Of Jeff Tate and the band Queensryche since high school when I first discovered them. Empire is still one of my favorite albums of all time. I, uh, I still the original CD that I bought when that came out, and I played it over and over and over. I'm surprised it still works, but uh, holds up and sounds great still. So uh, needless to say, when my buddy Nanad Simic reached out asking if I wanted to trek up to Chicago with him, In December of 2022, it was an immediate yes. Worth the price of admission right when we walked into the Arcata Theater in St. Charles, Illinois. Beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous venue. It was originally a speakeasy owned by Al Capone in the 20s, and they've recently renovated it to its original splendor. Amazing sound system, great pinball machines in the lobby, restaurants just an incredible venue they uh they work hard to bring a lot of the great acts in and uh, I hope to go see many more shows up there um wasn't sure what to expect didn't know who the band was um you know Jeff uh through you know years had never had a chance to see him alive so this uh I figured I've got to do this even though it's not with the members of Queensryche I uh, still want to see the the great vocalist, the voice of all these great songs I've loved all these years. So was blown away. You know, at first uh, the opener was Mark Daly and the Ravens and uh, great band there. And then when Jeff came out, it was the uh, a lot of the similar members, a lot of the same members. And uh, sharing the band there, you know, very economical for touring in this day and age. Um, but yeah, blown away by the show. Jeff sounded great. And the band just, you know, truly served those songs and and did them justice. It it was a phenomenal show. I'll say that over and over again. Afterwards, we did the meet and greet, and it was really cool to meet everybody. International band, you know, many accents and just an incredible experience. So when I saw that, Jeff was going to, they extended the tour. And I I saw that he was going to be in Edwardsville, Illinois, at the Wildy Theater, another venue that I had never experienced. I immediately called a nod, bought some tickets, and uh, had the intention this time of speaking with Jeff on the podcast, as well as taking some photos. Uh, Right now, Jeff's working on his memoir. So that's going to be, you know, it's in the works. It'll be out uh, sooner than later, I expect. And uh, so he's limiting interviews right now. But his PR person gave me the option to interview his guitarist, James Brown, from Ireland. And I immediately I jumped on the chance. I didn't know much about James. I wanted to learn more. And just a great opportunity to understand and, and ask him what how he felt about some of these great songs that, that I've loved for so many years. was able to photograph the band. Uh, check those out on my Instagram, Ken Calcaterra uh the story there you know how i um edited some of these photos the uh creative decisions that went into it uh just a good time overall enjoyed meeting james enjoyed speaking with him enjoyed seeing the band again and i'm sure i'd see them uh, another time uh, again they mix up the set list well and they're all very passionate about the songs hopefully in the future uh, it'd be nice if they came in and uh You know, wanted to grab a meal at Rockstar Tacos, uh, giving a shout out to my good friends, Will and Becca. Great venue. Love it. Go there as much as possible. Food is always incredible and just a great vibe at their venue. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Ireland's own James Brown. (laughs) James, welcome. We're here at the O'Wildee Theater in Edwardsville, Illinois, uh, next to the projection booth, the glamorous life of rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny a, a buddy of mine he's uh he's a bass player he has uh, a company called rockstar tacos so he also uh, caters uh like zz top he just quit cater yeah. for guar and a lot of friends of his are like hey when you we get a show i want to help you and he's just like he, he posted a picture the other day it was just like the inner workings of a stadium and it's like oh the glamorous life of a rock and roll caterer <laughs> so it's just like people don't understand uh necessarily the behind the scenes
1: yeah i mean especially today as well today was our first day of like of, of the tour so trying to like nail out all the crease out all the kinks i guess and, yeah. um yeah so it's been a long day but we're kind of we're almost we're pretty much ready and we're yeah as you said we're up here in the projection room the very top of the theater and, uh, yeah
0: yeah and this is one of those things getting started in the tour and of course a lot of the band is uh, international, so you've all traveled, you were rehearsing in your home country of Ireland, correct?
1: Yes, we were rehearsing in, uh, in Cork in Ireland, and um, and also correct of us, about us being an um, international band. We uh, nickname ourselves the United Nations at this point because, I mean, I'm Irish, uh, the bass player Jack is Scottish, we have two different guitar players that are Italian and French, we have uh, Brazilian on keyboards, and then the only American besides Jeff is uh, our drummer Danny Laverde from uh, Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, yeah fantastic so yeah it's, it's united nations it's a yeah, great way to put it much. <laughs> and we uh my buddy nanad who's operating the camera he um we saw you guys at uh, st charles illinois at the arcada theater in december and it was uh i mean everybody was having a lot of fun it looks like jeff was just yeah he was having so much fun and it's just really inspiring to see you know somebody that's been around the world he's done this a lot of years To it, it was a spark it was it was my first yeah. time seeing him and it was uh I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was gonna be good, but I did not expect the feeling that I had afterwards. And that's the first meet and greet I ever did. And it was uh I mean the band was cool. I was just like we were we were just floating, man. We were on cloud nine. Yeah. It was a fantastic show.
1: But I mean, like that venue alone as well, the Arcada is like one of our favorites too, because it's like such a big stage and um, we're actually playing there again uh the end of this month on September twenty eighth. But um, yeah like uh, when you say about Jeff with his energy that's something that like really just rubs off, off on the rest of us because um, yeah it's just like when he gets so into it all of us are so into it as well We're all, and all of us are young guys and like yeah just the show that we put on is just so like eclectic and so, so electric and just so exciting
0: that's fantastic now how is Jeff so Jeff being a guy that's been in the industry a number of years he's seen it all he's been all over the world mm. how, how is that working with Jeff
1: it's um it's surreal because I've, I've been out on the road with Jeff uh, for, I think I've done maybe eight months so far this year and we're in September. Yeah, pr- pretty much I've been with him since January. And um, it's weird because we do, um, aside from touring, we also do um, uh, another company called Backstage Pass Travel. And so that means we're kind of, I'm always like hanging out with Jeff. So it's, a uh, yeah, we've just become very close. We just, talk a lot about music, just talk a lot about everything. And then I'm also getting to see the world with him as well, which is just incredible. Like, very, like I'm very grateful for the incredible experiences I have.
0: Yeah, yeah and backstage travel is, uh, what an amazing experience that is. I haven't done one yet. I've been looking. But for fans to hang out with Jeff, did you do the one in Montana that was like a month ago? Yes.
1: So I've done pretty much all of them this year. Uh, I think I've done eight or nine so far. And yeah, Montana was the last one. And so far this year, we did um, Tuscany in Italy. That was uh, two weeks of that. We did Venice in Italy. We did uh, Ireland, Scotland, and I think that's it. So far, we're doing Germany, and at the end of this this tour, and then we're doing Ireland again. And we did Scotland too. Can't 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 forget about Scotland. Fantastic, (laughs) yeah.
0: And it's it's what what a neat experience. They set everything up it's uh different hikes and uh all kinds of different events what what are some of the favorite things that you did when you guys were traveling
1: good question um i really enjoyed uh tuscany because uh, that one was a bit different uh we rent a villa for the seven days that you do the trip and it can house like 30 or 30 people Uh and so everyone is kind of living in the same same area like um there's a swimming pool then like there's a couple of small apartments around but every night um, Dario, um, he's the Italian guitar player. His partner Samantha, she's a chef, and she makes Italian meals for everyone. That's so we have this whole operation yeah. where, um, like, I end up becoming like a waiter for for people as well. And then like once we finish that, we kind of put aside all the meals, bring all the, the chairs around, and then we just do a jam by like this kind of like massive like old like old school kind of like fireplace. And it's just like a very intimate experience because you start you like you're living with each other for the week and then uh during the day then you're going on day trips like uh we visit like leading tower of Pisa, which is very cool um we do go to like some other kind of small towns go to some wineries do a lot of wine tasting there's a lot of wine to be drank. um <laughs> yeah but you're in Tuscany, nice. so it's expected
0: <laughs> yeah what a unique experience i know in montana it was weren't you going to hot springs as well did i see that listed or something or it was maybe like yeah. some kind of a swim
1: there, w- there actually was, but uh, that was the day that I had to go to the airport and collect some people. <laughs> so, okay, all right. So I, I didn't like, get to experience that. But Montana was very yeah. cool as well. There was like ghost towns we got to visit. Oh, um, that's cool. And again, we also had a very similar situation where uh, people stayed in like we call it the band house. So we did, a, we did a couple of like kind of secret recordings there, and uh, we just kind of hung out. Like we hit, lit a load of fires, but we were in like the middle of the woods, and apparently there's bears in that area. And like I had. <laughs> Kind of no idea. So
0: yeah, and Joey yeah. Baladano was there as well, and Joey
1: Baladano from Anthrax as well. So yeah, like that was um, it was my second time meeting him, and yeah. He's just amazing, such a down-to-earth guy, too. Yeah, yeah, so he's
0: a pretty good hang. Yeah, pretty good nice. hang,
1: and, um, yeah, he's a pretty good singer, too, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend in yeah, yeah. thrash metal and yeah. just the music industry. So, yeah, wow. yeah, what a cool experience. I mean, I've never heard of anything like that, and that's that's pretty cool that Jeff is doing that, and he just seems so down-to-earth.
1: Yeah, like, uh, when, we, when it was started a couple of years ago, it was uh, one of my good buddies, uh, Mark Daly, he was the one who... Um, he kind of started out doing it with Jeff, and then we all kind of like started getting involved with it as well at first i wasn 't too sure what to expect of the whole thing, but i've made some actually kind of long term friends that that go to the that go on the trips like I actually have a couple of people coming to the show tonight who one guy was actually in Tuscany, and oh. I, I was chatting to him yesterday so he 's coming out, so i 'm going to get to hang with him after the show oh, that's great. and then like pretty much every day of this tour is uh, people that we've met just on on the trips as well and it's like it's always great to kind of see them again and just hang out and stuff so
0: that's fantastic mm-hmm. so how so i know you were touring or you started playing with mark is that the first band you played with or he's um uh, you know, when did you start playing with mark
1: i started playing with mark in it's like 2018 i believe um mark released like his first uh, solo record and i played on two of the tracks actually and then he asked me to kind of help him form a band we did that and then uh, we started, we did a couple of shows opening for Jeff. And then that's how I kind of got introduced to Jeff then as well. So kind of, it was like everything kind of snowballed from me doing those like a uh, couple of recordings with Mark to this, to yeah. that, to that, that, and to, to where I am now. So
0: That's cool. That's yeah. one of the things I, I had watched uh, this documentary called Hired Gun. Yeah. And that was one thing that they were talking about is it's not so much being a great musician, but also just getting along well, having the yep. right vibe. Yep. And all that, so I'm, I'm sure Jeff. You know, when you were touring with him, that was he's like, okay, this guy's got a good vibe. He can shred. Yep. <laughs> and uh, this is somebody I want to play with in my band. Is that uh, kind of how things came about?
1: Pretty much because I started off as a guitar tech for Jeff. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I did two tours as a guitar tech. Uh, it was like our first American one, just because uh, Mark wanted to come on to the tour, and yeah, they didn't have enough bunks on the bed on the oh, sorry on the bus. Yeah. So I took i took the the role of guitar tech so that means then that i could come on as a guitar player too and then after that tour then i could just get the phone call from jeff and he asked me to start playing with them and i've been playing with them since 2020. oh very cool yeah. very
0: cool this is going to be my first podcast with a soundtrack in the back yeah i know well <laughs> you take what you can get man it's uh but well, no, it's cool it's cool to meet mm. you and talk about this um so yeah, when uh, so you became a member, of the full member of the band, and uh, when did you first discover the music of Queensrÿche? Was this uh, did you grow up listening to Queensrÿche, or was it just you kind of fell into this and learned it all?
1: I kind of fell into it. I always knew who the band was. Uh, I think it was in one of the Guitar Hero rock band games, is when Jet City Woman was in it. And I remember because I some of my friends used to always play that game. I used to try to play it, but. I can't for the life of me play it. it it's so weird. I can play guitar. Yeah. and then, But when I try to play this, it's just like, yeah, I just mess up the whole time. That was probably my first introduction, though. But I never really kind of like uh, delved deep into the into the music until I started working for Jeff. And then now I'd consider myself like quite a big fan as well. Yeah. Just from like having to like study and analyze and just learn all the parts. Then you kind of I'm, find myself on like time off, listening to the music casually now as well. So it's like, yeah it's kind of a it's an interesting thing but it's like because I grew up uh, listening to blues and alternative rock so complete different sort of style but yeah I guess I'm yeah I'm kind of just a. don't really know how to say what to say about it but uh, no you I mean it's
0: work first and then you you become you learn to appreciate it after you play the songs and and that's a cool thing those those songs are so layered yeah there's so much to them yeah
1: there's so much uh, little nuances like nothing is like nothing is kind of straightforward it's not just like a simple power chord there's some little kind of voicing underneath or little just kind of a little sprinkle of something yeah
0: yeah it's very cool uh so you grew up you say listening to blues and alternative who were some of your influences who'd you like to listen to
1: uh, so my first one was definitely Pink Floyd because when I was about five or six my dad gave me Dark Side of the Moon on CD nice. So I had a little CD player when I see be playing my Legos and I just like fell in love with that album And then I kind of discovered like Rory Gallagher then uh, like uh, Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers is when I kind of first got my electric guitar So I kind of learned a lot of their back catalogue And then uh, when I was at like, 15 or 16 it was Queens of the Stone Age So like they're my kind of like ultimate like all time favorite band, and but their their style of music is so different to to as well. So it's kind of I had to adapt my playing sort of style uh, to to play the to to play the music of Queensrÿch mm-hmm. so and give it like justice.
0: So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a an interesting thing, though. I mean, the music you have similar patterns and whatnot, but it's just how you come to it. I mean, just a lot of you know, just the history of rock and roll comes from blues. Like I'm listening yeah. to this Led Zeppelin book and it's just talking about their love of the blues. Oh yeah, but
1: and you, you literally if you listen to like any of, the, any of the songs off of the first couple of Led Zeppelin albums, they're just basic blues songs, just with a bit more distortion, yeah. a bit more gritty, just with their own little twist on it, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's pretty amazing just the evolution of music and yep. the history of music and those influences. Mm. So, yeah, that's pretty mm. cool. So so now that you, you've listened to the band Casually, what, uh do you have any go-to albums uh, that you like? What's your favorite Queensryche album? Do you have one?
1: Uh, it's Promised Land.
0: Promise Land. Promised
1: yeah. Land, yeah. I know it's not a lot of people's favorites, but for me, just because, as I said, I mentioned, like uh, Pink Floyd and stuff, I feel like it's... Their kind of like version of like a Pink Floyd album, just some of the guitar tones, some of the songs like Out of Mind is definitely my u- ultimate favorite song by Queens. that that guitar solo alone is like one of my ultimate favorites to do. I am I is another just really fun song to do. And like yeah, uh, we we actually played that album in its entirety once. Uh, mm-hmm. We did it in Belfast uh, around this time last year. And I have just been nagging with nagging Jeff to like, come on, let's uh, let's do a anniversary tour because the album next year I believe is thirty years old because I think it came yeah. out in 1994. yeah. So that'd yeah. be kind of the perfect time to do something. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, yeah. and and
0: he's done you know he's done a lot with uh, the the Mindcrime tours and the yep. uh, Empire, which is my favorite. Uh, that was when I first discovered the band. It was when MTV actually played videos. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, came came home one night, flipped it on, and yeah. it was uh, best, I, best I Can. And I was like, whoa, what oh, okay. is it was this? Best I Can was the first one. Yeah, black and white video, mm-hmm. and it just, I... I think it heard the band, but yeah, never yeah. you know it was, I was in high school at that point, and it was just like, Wow, hmm. bought the uh bought the c d and listened to that just over. I mean, I still have the same c d from thirty somebody years <laughs> <No> ago <way. laughs> it's cool that's held up, yeah. but uh, man, it's just like i just so many great lyrics, so, such great yeah. storytelling, yeah, I mean definitely. Jeff is such an amazing storyteller. Yeah, uh, it's just incredible incredible so the first tour was the Empire Rage for Order Tour correct?
1: It was yeah uh, the first first leg I did was um, in Scandinavia the first show was in Gothenburg and it was uh, Danny Laverde's first show as well and to say that we were breaking it it uh, was an understatement it was just like yeah when we up until that point we hit the first note it was just my heart was just going like like 180 or yeah. something it was just not bad yeah just crazy but then kind of got used to it used to it, and yeah kind of you don't get as nervous anymore and now it's just like second nature yeah
0: mm-hmm. and w- was that so much because you were playing you know songs that were well known mm-hmm. was that i mean because you had toured with mark before that correct was that just yeah and um, more local shows or was it uh smaller?
1: no we did uh with mark we like we did a, a tour with jeff as well and like we but i think it was just the fact that i was in the I was in Jeff's band. Yeah. And then I just knew what that meant to a lot of people because they're there to hear those albums in their entirety. Yeah. So that's where the kind of the nervous sort of thing came. But after the first couple of shows, it was yeah.
0: like kind of, yeah, it was like a lot of expectations because people yep. know those albums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and people are are particular about the albums yep. that they love and the bands that they love. So it's, Yep. I mean, a lot of times you'll hear that where one member leaves the band and they're like, what is this? Mm. And they just, yeah, it's like, but the show was amazing that we yep. saw so and i expect another great show tonight Don so i'm really do. really looking forward to that mm. um so yeah we talked about imi um i mean looking at jeff's catalog it's so rich what what are some of the other songs you enjoy playing now or are you doing more of the solos on this tour um, or do you guys mix it up we, you and we, dante or
1: we we tend to mix it up but i went through the listings of like i kind of wrote down just my notes um uh, who's doing what I think I just have like one or two more than the other guys um, but yeah we always try to, to kind of separate make everything like uh, kind of equal for everyone especially for like, if we have to learn a bunch of new songs um, it's not fair for just one guy just to learn everything yeah and yeah. then if one guy can play something better then it's more suited to his style then yeah that guy takes it. Yeah, Yeah. we're not in it for the glory. We're just in it to make sure everything just sounds perfect and just that we put on a good show while we're doing it.
0: Yeah, you're serving the music. Serving the music, yeah, Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Mm. I mean, what do you love about most playing music professionally? I mean, it's a dream of a lot of people that I want to be, you know, the the term rock star, you know. In your your case, I mean, it's more the hired gun, but uh, a lot of that is you know a lot of those folks are some of the best musicians like that documentary has like Kenny Aronoff who is mm. just like such an incredible drummer I mean you watch that guy play and uh it had um Anita Strauss and you know Phil X is all, you yeah. know Rudy Sarzo John Five like yep. just all these incredible musicians that are now you know in the forefront so we know their names now yep. because they've done it I, I mean what do you what do you really enjoy about playing professionally in that life uh, on the road because it can be a hard life
1: it can be. Um, I mean, I've got a girlfriend back home who, like, we only just recently kind of got, like, um, became official. So it's kind of tough for me to be kind of leaving her for extended stints. But, um, but the thing is, it's just it's just a passion of mine to be to be performing and, and playing. And when I see that people, especially when I see people crying in the crowd, it's kind of yeah. weird to say. But, like, during, like, Silent Lucidity, like, sometimes I'll just see just people, like, tearing up. And then I start tearing up as well. It's, like, it's, just, it's just the power of music, I guess. And uh, for me, just to even be playing in America and just being here, this is just me just loving my dream. And this is just me just being who, I'm, who I am and who I think I'm supposed to be. That's so, cool. Yeah.
0: That's cool. And when touring in America, have you seen some cool sites? What, what have you seen, uh, you know, in your downtime? No, probably more with, you know, backstage pass travel. Yeah, but, uh,
1: definitely backstage pass travel because sometimes all you see is the inside of the venue yeah. and then a gas station like 50 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in between the next venues. But, um, I mean, we sp- got to spend a couple of days in New York. That was really cool because I have family there as well and just magical city. Then, like, Los Angeles, it was really cool. When we played the Whiskey A Go-Go, like, that was kind of a bucket list sort of place for yeah. me. And then I got to go, to, I went up to the Rainbow afterwards, and then the parents yeah. in the Rainbow knew who I was. And then oh, that, that was like, for me, it was like my head was just starting to yeah. big. I was like, oh, yeah, like, kind of, it was very cool. Um, Vegas was really cool, too. And um, I also did a couple of, we had to do a couple of road trips when uh, the, the bus broke down, because that, that always can inevitably happen. Uh, the biggest road trip we did with that was uh, Austin to Denver, Colorado, and so like we all took turns driving. But like it was always a dream <laughs> yeah, of mine yeah. to do to do like kind of a cross country sort of yeah. drive, especially if like America's so big here. Um, so like that was like supposed to be like a horrible experience, but it was actually I'm kind of glad I did it. Yeah, <laughs> at the same yeah. time as well. Um, yeah, like I mean, just everywhere I go and just the people I meet as well, and just getting to experience American culture because. We don't in from Ireland it, Ireland's a bit different But we uh, have a lot of Like American TV So Like um, one, of the, one of my good friends Killian He's our guitar tech And it's his first time In America And like I I just saw him yesterday And his reaction was um, He was like Wow it's just like The TV shows It's just like the movies Yeah So it's kind of Yeah I don't know we just all like it here, I guess. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. I saw,
0: you know, following you guys on Facebook and mm. Jeff and that, yourself and some of the other guys that, uh, I guess you were going through Wyoming, like, over the winter, and that was, like, pretty treacherous. <laughs> I've got family that live out there, so I've that was, I've been on some yeah, of those
1: roads. It's pretty crazy. That uh, We almost got snowed in for Christmas. It was like the world was shutting down around us. Yeah. We were trying to drive to Salt Lake City. Uh, one of the, and again, tour bus had broke down at this point. Yeah. So, uh, our U-Haul had left early with all the gear. They got, they got uh, pushed off the highway onto the side road. Then they, like, their truck uh, kind of like jackknifed sort of. Yeah. They got out though, like a uh, snowplower was able to help them. This other car that we had full of people Went up like north to go up, up and and down and around. They drove for 15 hours and still they made it in time. Mm-hmm. But us, we left half an hour later than them. We were like behind them, and then, um, some of the roads like closed. Then we had to go back around. But then other roads closed. Then the main highway then closed. So like we just pulled into a Denny's and like so many cars were there. So we just went back into town and like I rescheduled flights uh, just yeah. just to see if we can get home. Like I got like I got home literally the day before <laughs> Christmas, and yeah it was just like it felt like just nuts but it was again just a funny kind of a fun experience as well because we were just yeah. like yeah i don't know i've never never been snowed in and like and yeah. some like in a foreign place before so yeah
0: yeah and th- those are the stories that when somebody writes a memoir later yeah. on that uh, those are the fun stories yeah, it's
1: the one ones we can look back on yeah. and just laugh about really so
0: yeah you know sometimes uh those Uh, inopportune moments at the time turn out to be you know a memorable moment and it's really the people that you're with and how you deal with it i think you guys i think i saw pictures you guys throwing snowballs or something on the side of the road or you know that's it like we we take
1: we just take it with a smile on our face no matter what happens because at the end of the day the show must go on and we want to put on a show and um as jeff always said to me he's like you never stop paying your dues so yeah We'll just we'll just roll with the punches and we'll just make sure we can do the best that we can.
0: Yeah, and coming from somebody that's done this so many years and is Mm -hmm. like kind of a legend. I mean, definitely a legend. That kind mm-hmm. of, I mean, that guy has one of those iconic voices and that four octave. It's yeah. still, and he still sounds so good. He's still oh, this belting. It.
1: He's sounding better than ever as well. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's inspirational for me as well. That's yeah.
0: cool. Hey, just because of the music, if uh, maybe the mic a little closer, that might yeah, help. Cool. But uh, I mean, we're we're good. But so, when did you first fall in love with guitar?
1: Um. I guess it was probably when I listened to that, uh, like that Pink Floyd album, and then when I, that's when I wanted to learn guitar. But then once I kind of got my first electric, and then kind of discovered the internet, and then just kind of I started geeking out about guitars and like just wanting like I my dream guitar is like a nineteen sixty two Fender Stratocaster. Mm-hmm. Finding out there is uh, feeling generous enough. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say no, but um, yeah, I kind of I just started like looking into guitar gear and how to get certain mm-hmm. sounds and like, yeah. what like the what the professionals what the rock stars what everyone used and yeah now it's like i just geek out and like if i'm at a show like i will go up and um i'll see what like puts on the guy's pedal boards and i'm yeah. looking at the headstock of the guitar yeah i mean like
0: is that made in america or is that
1: a japanese one and yeah 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 i just gonna yeah i just nerd out way too much exactly. about it yeah yeah my buddy
0: mm. Nod's that way with uh gear yep I'm, you know, I'm not so much. I've never been as much of a gearhead. I love to tell the stories, so that's why I'm, uh, okay, I'm yeah. digging this podcast and <laughs> really, really learn about people. Yeah. Just, you know that inquisitiveness. But uh, so, was the first song you learned a Pink Floyd song or what? Uh,
1: no, I think my first, the first kind of riff, I guess I learned was the most stereotypical one with like smoke in the water. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the first song that I could play the whole way through was "Horse No Name" by America. And I remember like doing a playing that with my dad's band when i was like 12 and like singing it as well and um that was probably the first kind of like full back-to-back kind of like thing that i learned and then performed yeah but um yeah then i've also i guess like uh, a lot of the Red Hot Chili pepper stuff was probably where i kind of started like learning a lot more mm-hmm. as well yeah
0: very cool and i i think i mean i'm sure that helped when knowing that your father played guitar so i'm sure he was yeah, able to uh, show my,
1: you my father played um, harmonica so oh harmonica yeah, okay so gotcha. it was it was kind of his friends who played guitar uh, who, who um kind of helped me out like one guy gave me a lend of like a multi-effects like pedal board thing, yeah and that's when i started like deep diving into the gear sort of aspect so yeah a lot my dad uh, had a lot of good friends who are okay. you know, my kind of good friends as well who helped me out along the way too
0: very yeah. cool now are you familiar with the band volbeat uh
1: i they're uh, from finland i kind of am uh i think i know like one song but i can't even name it yeah. off i have a say with my phone that's about it yeah
0: what i love that band they'll be just like just it'll just be some you know metal just cr- crushing face melting metal and then yeah. that harmonica comes in <laughs> man I, fr- I freaking love yeah. that band but uh, i'm who are you listening to these days anybody that, uh, any anything new that gets you excited or any albums that you're like just constantly spinning while you're on the bus or anything?
1: So, uh, it's definitely the new Queens of the Stone Age record in Times New Roman. It came out when we were on the UK tour and I was one of the van drivers um, like me and Jeff were taking turns with it so I purposely bought the CD because we would no Oxcord, and I made the guys listen to the CD on repeat. Um, yeah, and I've still just been listening to the album sort of daily as well I'm just yeah it's just like i said i'm a very big queens of the Stone age fan so that's yeah i've been kind of listening to that then i've also just been listening to a lot of the new tracks that were performing as well just making sure i can hear all the nuances and just listen to it casually too Mm -hmm. and then um royal blood just brought out a new record as well it came out i think it was today or yesterday it came out haven't listened to the full thing yet but i listened to kind of two tracks off that Then there's this other band called D-Mob Happy. They're a British band. They're kind of relatively new, and their record just came out uh, around the same time as Queens of Sun-Age's one, so I was kind of like ab in between the two of those. And, yeah, sometimes I'll just find just random tracks as well and just put it on, or sometimes I'll just shuffle what I have on my phone. Yeah. Just depends, really, yeah.
0: Yeah, are you into vinyl, or uh, just right now there's a lot of digital music?
1: I mean, I'd love to be into vinyl, but I travel so much, and, like, it's really cool and I go to like record stores and uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like cool this is very cool I'd love to have all these but then I'm like how do I get these home um, actually <laughs> in one of the one of the Tuscany backstage pass trips uh, one of our one of my good friends uh, Brian he actually gave me a gift of um, a Jet City woman single and it came in this kind of little box set and it had like um, Empire Jet City and Walk in the Shadows and it had like a poster and it had like um, like a tour pass from like uh, Donington or something like that. So, like, that's kind of like the, the most recent one I've bought um, in the last like five years, maybe. Yeah. Like, I'd love to have a big collection, but it's just trying to find yeah, the time. Exactly. And also now trying to find the funds for it, too. Because yeah. instead, I'm just buying more guitar gear.
0: <laughs> you know, that's your craft. So, yeah. that's where that's a smart move right now. <laughs> buy, buy your gear. Yeah. And then one day, then, uh, you know, yeah, step exactly, back and buy yeah. the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> So if you could uh, jam with anyone alive or dead, who who would be that one person that you'd be like, man, that'd be that'd be a, a good experience. It'd be a lot of fun.
1: I'm probably still going to say Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just to, like with that, their whole band, just yeah. to be able to do that. But then also, I'd love to, to have the chance to sit down with the likes of, like Rory Galler. Like um, he, he passed away in like '95, and um, his just guitar work and just to be able to have a chat with him and just. To, yeah, just compare notes, I guess, and um, yeah, just just to see like what he has to say. Yeah. Mainly, yeah.
0: Right on. Mm. So yeah, uh, we're in our, our closing section here. Uh, what what advice do you have for musicians looking to get into the music business, whether it's young or somebody that's a little older?
1: Um, network. Yeah. Network is networking is the best thing. If you're in a band, go to local shows and go up and talk to the guys afterwards and just mention that you're in a band or that you're a musician, it's how I met Mark Daly we were in a battle of the bands together and I literally went up to him in the smoking area like after I saw his band playing his heat and we started chatting, he gave me a business card and then the rest was pretty much history it's just putting yourself out there um, like you just, just chat to people and you never know who it is you're chatting to and just let them know your availability and next thing, one thing can lead to another and yeah next thing you know you're on getting interviewed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely
0: it's just one thing my, my nephew right now he's getting ready to go into college and he's writing an essay for a scholarship and mm. we were talking to a buddy of mine and it's just like showing up as well so like yep. he was at a job he had he would show up even though that the opportunity wasn't there yet or he was on the yep. cusp and then they, they were able to know him and just showing up it yep. just opened up so many opportunities
1: yep. once you're on someone's record and I like, kind of or sorry more so on their radar like you can't just like show up unannounced and expect to be at the top yeah you kind of have to just let your presence known.
0: yeah get that get that vibe let people know your vibe and now will you be uh will you guys be recording anything anytime soon
1: uh i actually just finished a bunch of recording with uh mark daly and the ravens so uh yeah we did a we were supposed to only do four tracks but we did seven tracks in a sonic ranch studios in uh, el paso and uh, we got to record with an amazing producer called uh, Brian Virtue. He did uh, like the first th- uh, three 30 Seconds Samara's Mara's records. Oh, fantastic! He did fantastic. Um, a Deftones record. Uh, worked with Jane's Addiction. Um, yeah, he has like this. He had this big kind of like back catalog, and he got us sounding the best th- that we ever have. And yeah, so that's the only kind of like recording stuff that I've been doing recently um, with Jeff. We're kind of keeping everything on the on the down low. So there might be yeah. some stuff, but who knows? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Check out, <laughs> maybe check out the backstage. Uh, yeah, the check backstage out the backstage pass, pass and
1: then you'll find some more information on that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's some exciting things coming up on yeah. that to be a part of, and then <laughs> finally, what? Uh, I mean, what's the best way for the audience to follow you and connect with you?
1: The uh, best way um, is definitely Instagram or Facebook. So uh, my Facebook is James Brown musician, and then my Instagram is James Brown one word underscore music. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, good deal. Well, thank you for your time. And uh, we're, we're definitely going to well. schedule, so we'll keep yeah. th- Thomas happy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's good right. to yeah, It's great to meet you. Thank and you so much. And uh, best of luck on the tour and your travels.
1: Perfect. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs>